Welcome to Through the Wire, episode seven. I got the usual cast: Pierre, Yo. Mike, and Derek. All right, uh, it's it's weird because this is episode seven. It doesn't feel like we've been doing this for that long. That's almost like two months worth of episodes because we go once a week right now. I that first episode, we were all in that little room, mm-hmm. and it, it was it was a little awkward. I feel like that was our worst episode because that was the first time we got to sit down like that. But we're getting yeah. better, better yeah. every episode. Um, I want to start it off with a little rant. Um, so for y'all that know, most of y'all probably do, two people at this table are diehard Bulls fans. So diehard, we have seven episodes and Derek has worn a Bulls shirt, like five of them. Yep. I got the logo tattooed on my leg. Like, it's it's real stuff. Remind you, all of the, the shirts and jerseys Derek has worn has been a former player. Yeah, because nobody on the team is worth wearing right now. <laughs> Don't disrespect Zach Levine like that. But, you know what? I was just at the mall, and um, they had a bunch, a bunch of Bulls jerseys. One jersey I did not see is Zach Levine. Maybe they were sold out because that's the only player on the team we're buying. Mm-hmm. Well, but you that, know, I was about to buy one offline, and they took me to the, like, make your own. But yeah. they already had, like, a preset. But they don't have, they didn't have, basically. Like the official. Exactly. Saw a lot of Larry marketers on there. But anyway, I want to talk about the Bulls, okay? They haven't done anything crazy today to make me want to do this rant. But to prepare for this podcast, what I usually do, I look on Reddit, I look on Bleacher Pro, for like stories or different things I want to talk about. And one thing that I saw on, on Reddit was the highlights of Jordan Bell. If y'all don't know, Jordan Bell is the guy that the Bulls drafted but traded him away or sold him to the, to the Golden State Warriors for $3 million. And they eventually, that's Dwayne Wade's money now, right? He looks like he has the it factor. You know, like they show the highlights of like the free Dawkins. Y'all know who that is? Yes. Where they show like Watch every bucket, every assist. Mm-hmm. But I watched every single minute he was on the court from last night's game, 21 minutes. And not only can he score, not only can he rebound, but he plays defense and he's at the right place at the right time all the time. Let me ask you a question. Is this like, you said you saw this on Reddit? I saw this on Reddit. Is this like a big thing that's being discussed right now? No, somebody just put up his highlights, and that made me want to go look more in depth. Because one him. of the one of the, the listeners asked that question out of the blue, like, um, so uh, can you guys talk about the Bulls uh, and Jordan Bell and what he could have been for them? And I, I was wondering why he asked it. I mean, I think it's a consensus around the league. If you watched him playing in preseason, that he's going to be good. Yeah, Draymond Green he, Jr. Is he looks saying. like Draymond Green. It's ridiculously like crazy how much he looks like Draymond Green. If Draymond Green wanted to leave after his contract is over, Jordan Bell would fit right into that spot. You know, mm-hmm. and, and that got me thinking about the history of, of the Bulls under Garpax and what they've done in the draft. And listen to this. All right. 2014, we, we, had the, we had two lottery picks. One we used on Yusuf Nurkic and the other one we used on Gary Harris. And we traded both of them for who? I, uh, I, I, I remember um, Doug McDermott. Doug McDermott. Yeah. You know who comes oh, yeah. to mind though when you're talking about who they traded from a draft? Uh-huh. Marcus Aldridge. I, I think and, that was before them though. That was like 2006. That's still in their history though. But I, I, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep going. So, you know, we we these players are well into their career. They're the three to four years in. Obviously, who, who's the worst player in that, in that trade? Who's the worst Doug. player? Doug is easily the worst yeah, player in that trade. Go back to 2012. The Bulls had the 29th, 30th pick because that was the year that they went on and had the best record in the league. They drafted Marquise Teague over Draymond Green. Teague is not in the league anymore. Not in the league anymore. But not every team dr- over, um, skipped over Draymond Green. He was drafted in the second yeah, round. Yeah, he was a fifth pick. But he, he was the 36th pick, 35th, 36th yeah, pick. Yeah, yeah. But Thibodeau wanted to draft him, and Garpak said, no, let's go get Marquise Teague. Think about that. Garpak's, I mean, Gar Foreman, when he came into the Bulls in 1998, he was was hired as an NBA scout. His job was to scout talent, but that is easily the worst thing he does as a as a GM right now, it's scouting talent. I agree. He has missed out on so many players, and, and every move that they do is like they they end up losing. And it's just six years. Six well, years. Let's, can we can we what what let's think about some of the last picks they had. Mm-hmm. Doug McDermott. Doug McDermott. They thought he was going to be that scorer that he was in college. It's not they. But it's, listen. Let's just not say they. Y- y'all entire fan base. I was not on that bandwagon. Okay, cool. I was not I on was that not, bandwagon. I saw that from my I didn't look at him as a number one option. I thought he was going to come in and be like a Cal Corver, but with more of a ball handle. That's what I thought he was going to be. 
That's good. That would be a, a, a very good pick. Kyle Corbin with a hand. You just got to think about the history of Thank like you. Thank you. High scoring white guard, um, yes. white white players in college. Jim Jim Fred- Fred- I was exactly. going to say that. JJ Redick is the only one that has a successful NBA career that was dominant scoring wise in college. That's white. That trends over like the you know lack of athleticism, lack of defensive potential that actually has a successful career. It was just a bad trend. Adam Morrison. Adam. Adam <laughs> Adam Morrison is a uh, is a good one, man. Wichita, who just came from Gonzaga, can't, he can't even make a team. Uh, he was a prominent scorer in in, in college. Uh, Doug McDermott, Jimmer, it just it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And they that was that draft has some 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 pieces at that. Oh spot. yeah. Oh, Gary yeah. Harris, if we mentioned? keep Gary Harris and Yusuf Nurkic, though, we would not be in a rebuilding stage right now. We won't. We would still have Jimmy Butler because you can move Jimmy over to the three. Gary Harris at the two. We would have a nice center at use. Like, I know we're just talking because hindsight is twenty twenty. Like, yeah. right now we know that was the wrong move. Exactly. But, man, just Even imagine. Even at that time, I'm taking Gary Harris over Doug McDermott. Easily. Gary Harris had a He was a, a freshman. Career at Michigan State, yep. But in the last six years, the Bulls haven't drafted a single player that can contribute, like, successfully on a good team. That's, that's all I have to say. Was Tony Snell the first-round pick? First-round 20th pick. He, and, and that was okay. If you look at people drafted after him, there was nobody there that was okay. really good. So that was an okay pick. They traded him away, and now he's actually playing really well. They drafted Bobby Portis. He never got he never got the minutes to, to not a bad develop. pick. He a ne- bad they didn't pick. even give him the chance to develop. I think I feel like they really were, were heavy on uh, Nico, mm-hmm. and I still don't know why they're still heavy on Nico. It's it's sad as a Bulls fan. It's sad. But it's how we got to ride for the rest of our lives and just hope that it get better. I'm doing it right now. We on our way back up. Yeah, you had a couple years. Y'all had a, y'all had like two years, like, hey. and that's not even that bad. Even in y'all two years, y'all knew that y'all. I'm so promising. disgusted with y'all. I, I like y'all. And y- I'm y'all for for y'all. for y'all that's listening. Mike is a Lakers fan. Okay, so he t- we talking about the Lakers right Who now. Who you talking about right now? Who? What you mean disgusted with us? Are you talking about Russell? Yeah, he know that because on the, on the way here, I told him one of my first YouTube videos is going to be how the Lakers made a mistake in trust, trading D'Angelo Russell. And I think y'all are about to see it now um, because Brandon Ingram is struggling. And it, it ain't because it's preseason. He's struggling because it's a problem. And I'm, I'm, I'm big on him. I just picked him up on our fantasy team. Mm-hmm. So I got some hope for him. But I just feel like if you have him, Ball, and D'Angelo Russell, one of those three gotta somebody gotta do something. But now you put that pressure on him and Lonzo for for nothing. I mean, you got Kyle Kuzma from the D'Angelo trade, but I'm taking D'Angelo over Kyle Kuzma. Is, was that trade about talent? Because you, if you remember um, to get the salary dump. Oh, yeah, okay, the Timothy Moscow deal. Yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But if you remember um, right after the trade, Magic Johnson said, "We now we can draft a, a, a leader or a team captain, like kind of take his shots at D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, I mean, D'Angelo Russell definitely had his immaturity. But, I mean, he was ni- you drafted him when he was 18 years old. He's 19. What do you expect? Every every 19-year-old, if, if, you, if you're if taking a 19-year-old and you line him up, nine – Eight, eight out of ten is going to have an immaturity problem. That's just human nature. I think Magic Johnson was just so big on Lonzo Ball because he can see his own self in Lonzo Ball. And that's Ooh. perfectly fine, but I feel like if you put them, if you put Lonzo with D'Angelo, it takes so much pressure off of uh, Lonzo and Brandon Ingram. That's all I'm saying. You put a lot of pressure on him, especially when you're saying he's untouchable, he's untradeable. You draft Lonzo before he plays the game. You call him the face of the franchise. You're saying he want his name on the back. That's a lot. That's all I'm saying. But, hey, y'all y'all in a better situation than us. I wish we had half the players y'all had because the Knicks and some shit. <laughs> I think y'all going to be fine, though. Y'all, y'all, at least y'all got a player that you know you can build around. Mm-hmm. You know, you definitely got that. And now y'all got new management, right? Because yeah. Jackson's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, at least y'all look – y'all got somewhat promise. But us Bulls fans are sitting here at the bottom of the hey, league. I just like where we at. I'm not saying it's, – it's a stretch. But I feel like – not only the Lakers, but Philadelphia is in that same spot with us that we got two players. If they turn out to be what they're supposed to be, franchise superstars. I think they're a little bit more ahead of y'all. Yeah, they're they ahead of yeah, y'all. Yeah, okay. I'm, hey, we build them. We build them. But if they turn out to what they be, then we still got salary. We looking like, you know, we getting in that war. Y'all always going to have that. Yeah, yeah. We the Lakers. You know, we got big but y'all, money. Y'all got to actually spend that money. People got to want that money from y'all. 
Mm, we already got people looking at us. Like who? And Paul George. Oh, Paul okay, George. Okay, okay, okay if it. Paul George goes to the Western Conference Finals and really push the Warriors, I would be worried if I was y'all. <laughs> True. I mean, but we Especially not, if y'all don't. If Lonzo, I mean, we got years, though. Lonzo Ball not going to. Lonzo Ball, it's high possibility that he doesn't make that huge jump that they expecting this year. Maybe not even next year. But hopefully they so high up on him, they're going to let him, you know, develop instead of what they did with D'Angelo Russell. Who drafted Lonzo last night? Wait. He did. He likes Kendall. Why you said D'Angelo Russell didn't develop? He was actually coming along real well. Who just said that? He did. He said they didn't give then, him the chance. They, they're not gonna, yeah, they didn't give D'Angelo Russell that chance. They because traded him after. Byron Scott is a, is, a, is, a, is a young player killer. He don't like young players. I don't know why would you take a job to a rebuilding team when you don't like young players. Okay. Why the Lakers would hire him knowing that about him? Because that's a known fact about him. I don't know. That's just the Lakers doing something dumb again. Yeah, he's not a player coach at all. D'Angelo Russell's second year, what happens? Kobe's Kobe, retiring. Yeah, Kobe. Farewell. Too. So they, the Lakers, they love Kobe. Los Angeles love Kobe. We're going to make this year the best year for Kobe to leave because we don't have anything to play for anyway. So Kobe is shooting crazy amount of shots, playing crazy amount of minutes. He's he's the offense is being ran through a forty year old shooting guard who's been in the league for twenty years and has had an Achilles injury multiple. That's not letting D'Angelo Russell develop. Yeah, they set that that whole Kobe <laughs> tour set them back a whole year. As then a team. you surround a immature, a young teenage immature player with guys like Nick Young, who was a 28, 29 year old immature player, and you that's that's just a, that's a recipe for disaster for a young player. I don't even blame D'Angelo Russell for all that because the Lakers. They they set him up for that, but hey, when when he when he come, bounces back in Brooklyn, because all all a player needs sometime is to be checked, a quick reality check, and that's what I would have did. I would have scared the hell out of him. Yeah, we shopping him, we doing this, we doing that, and made him feel like, yo, you can you can be traded, but then I would have just brought him back and set him down as Magic Johnson, because he he ain't nobody in that in that front office before Magic came was like Magic or had the presence. I'm sure Magic sitting him down and having a conversation or two with him would have would have changed him. Got to keep him positive. But hey, what we got? What, what's next? What we got next? That, that, no, to add on to that though, you got to think about it. The Lakers want to win or get on that path to winning now. They, this is like one of the longest stretches where they ever had where they've been losing. Mm-hmm. So you can see why they want to bring in that money from you know tickets. Why they want to get back on that winning side, but. I think D'Angelo be, Russell can help it. And that goes back to when you were talking about why would they bring Russell Westbrook. I think KB did have a good point. He's the best player in the league, but mm-hmm. it's just they want to win so bad. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think Contreras ever said what? that Russell Westbrook's the best player in the no, league. No, 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 no. Remember when he asked me why would they bring Lonzo Ball, but also— Yo, I know what you're talking about. He was saying star power, but yeah, yeah I don't think he ever power. said well, best you player said in the league. He, he is one of the best players uh, in the league. Yeah, if he not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll get that. But, 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 but just th- then this is my problem. This is my one problem with y'all Lakers like fans, because I'm, I'm happy Go for ahead. y'all. As a Kobe fan, I have some type of— like what? Did, what what's the respect, word? Kinda. I, I would guess respect. I, I secretly, yeah. I, I'm a diehard Knicks fan, but every time I watch the Lakers, for some reason, I root for them to win. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I, like something in me is like, go Lakers deep down inside of me. So, um, but you see how you just uh, said that, that they didn't handle the D'Angelo Russell thing right and let him fully develop. You yeah. would be doing the same thing with Lonzo by bringing in Russell Westbrook. But the thing about it. Lakers fans want everything. They want you to let the player develop, but then they also want you to bring in a proven MVP at that player's position. Yeah, that would that would easily move Lonzo to the bench because he's not a two. They could put Russell at the two. Did we have this conversation last yeah. week? And y'all Let's said, move that on. One, "Let's move on." That, that, that's because not, he's a Lakers fan. This wouldn't work. I mean, it would not work. You can say that about a lot you of see things. See how Lakers fans league. are? How, how they think? They just they, they want every single thing. They so spoiled. This is how this is Lakers. This is this is why y'all fan base is like that because y'all spoil them and letting them have anything they want. This man want Lonzo Ball and Russell Westbrook with Paul George, <laughs> and he want to keep Brandon Ingram. I'm sure. So like you're gonna bring Paul George in, and he plays the same position as Ingram. 
Ingram. You're going to bring Russell Westbrook in. He bring, he plays the same position as ball. So all your young talent is <laughs> All I'm saying, I'm trying to get to the point that the Lakers make their moves because they want to win now. We'll get to that process as soon as possible. They're not trying to take the, the Sixers' way. It if that was the case, six. though, Mike, they would have traded the number two pick. Which- so we're going to open up a new segment called Ask the Wire. It's a it's a hashtag that we started at our official uh, Twitter page at TT Wire Podcast. It's basically a mailbag where the fans can ask us questions that we answer on the show. Um, actually, got a lot of questions this week. A lot. So we had to filter through and get some good questions for this episode since not a lot's happened in the NBA since the last time we talked. Y'all want to get into just the first question I got right here? Yeah. So Nate Ward at Nate. Danger Ward asks, is Dwight Howard and or Iggy a Hall of Famer? Hashtag Ask the Wire. Between the two, who's a Hall of Famer? Or? It, it, you can pick both. You can pick neither. Just do you think those players are Hall of Famer? I'll, I'll go out and say Dwight Howard is a guaranteed lock for the Hall of Fame. I agree. I, I agree with that, too. Three time, what, three-time defensive player of the year. In five years. In five years. Um, he was a superstar. He, yeah, he, was, was, a he, superstar. Was, he was extremely dominant in his prime. I don't see he why. He took a team to the NBA Finals. To the Finals with Jameer Nelson. He he made Jameer Nelson an All Star point guard for a year. Just think about that. Who did they beat the beat the in Cavaliers to get into yeah. the finals? Yeah, that was a Cavalier team. They, 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 lost, they lost to the Lakers, right? They beat them Cavaliers four one too. I'm not sure if they lost to the Lakers. They, 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 they beat the Cavs four one. The only reason they won that game because LeBron hit that half court shot. Oh, yeah. I remember well, that clip. Game winning three. Yeah. Rashad Lewis was a big piece of that team. Man. Rashad Lewis, J.J. Reddick came alive because his first couple years he struggled. He came alive with that team. Uh, Hito Turkoglu. Yeah, Turkoglu was like the first like true point forward, I think. Now that I'm thinking about that, that team was a lot better. Was, that that Magic team? Yeah, that Magic team was Mar- really good. Marcin Gortat was off the bench for that Magic team. How about Iggy, though? Is Iggy Hall, he's got one uh, finals MVP. I think he's got one all-star appearance. Is that enough to be a Hall of Famer? No. No. He's not a Hall of Fame, and I love Iggy, but he's just some player. Not, even, not, not even like a third ballot, because you know they're I'm they're a first ballot Hall of Fame. Dwight Howard, he'll be a first ballot Hall of Fame once he retires. He'll be in that. Three Andre Iguodala, no, you don't think so? But y'all gotta think about the NBA. Like, not, yeah, not they the are lean. The Basketball Hall of Fame lets in anybody. Yeah, if you had a, a somewhat successful career where you were you were pretty good, but I mean that one All Star thing is just speaks volumes of his. Of his career, but he, he could he have been yes, but I I don't know. So let's say the Warriors win two more championships and he's a big part of it as he has been for the past two that they have. Well, that changes rings, the conversation. Yeah, four rings does that help him out? Yeah, definitely. That so, helps him out. So at this moment, Iggy's not a Hall of Famer. But then I'm gonna ask you this question: Is Robert Horry a Hall of Famer? Dang, bro. Okay, I don't think he is, man. So I don't think Iggy would be. Robert Horry had seven rings, was a part, a big part of them, not all of them. Was Robert Horry ever an all-star? Even if he wasn't, I mean, Iggy would only have one I don't think all-star. He was, no, I don't think he was ever an all-star. Never Iggy would only have. That means Iggy is only going to have one, one more all-star than him. But the finals him. MVP may play a part, too, if you think about it. True, it could. But basically, what we're saying is Dwight locked that in. He will be a Hall of Fame, and Iggy, he he can still make it to the point where he is. But yeah, he's definitely. What? Is, how, much, how old is he? Maybe thirty. Thirty four. He's got to be like thirty three, thirty four. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, he, I, I mean, he still got time on the team. He's on. He still has definitely like opportunity to make impacts for him to get it. I picked him as my sixth man of the year. If he if you throw in a sixth man of the year award, is is he a Hall of Famer then? Because you think about uh, Bill Walton. You know, he has some years where he's pretty good. Say that one more time. If he if we threw in a, um, a six man a six of man of the year award because I, I that was my pick that was my pick who I think he's gonna win so okay six man one six man of the year an all star I mean all star finals MVP he's gonna get more rings come on it's the, that Warriors team is too good not to win at least one more I think that may be enough man honestly I think that may be enough I mean what was the question again what was the direct question is he a Hall of Fame is he a Hall of Fame that's basically it let's say not right now at the moment no he has potential but Dwight Howard for that question yeah. Definitely. I did not know he's from Illinois, man. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Iggy. Springfield, literally. Springfield, Illinois. Oh, ugh. That's such a weird... That's such a weird place to be from. Because I don't... I never think of people when I think of Springfield. I just think about, like... The Simpsons. The, the Simpsons, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, we can get to the next question. You got one or you want me to read off another one? Read off another one. Okay. Who has the ugliest jump shot out of the four of you? I want to hear y'all answers on this. The ugliest, not not the least consistent, but like pure pure looks. Who's the ugliest jumper at this table? Out of us four. Out of us four. To be honest, that's hard to answer. No, no, I mean yeah. nobody has like a weird Kevin Martin, you know, type jumper or nothing. Um, 
I can't even remember how Like, if you see a lot of those YouTubers, they be having weird, like, unorthodox jumpers. But everybody has, like, a decent form. I think Derek probably has the best jumper, looking jumper, because it looks very pure. He's got a lot of speed. You had to correct yourself, didn't you? Best looking, yeah, best looking. Best looking. You didn't want to say the best jumper. (laughs) I think, honestly, I think I have the worst looking jumper at the table. I get very little jump. I can't remember how yours or Derek's looks. I just know that Mike's is very slow. It is slow, but hey, I mean, he gets it off and it goes in. We're well, not true. talking about getting it off and going in. We just, just talking like, about looks. Looks. Some people on that video I dropped last week said your jumper was broke, even though you beat me. It was weird. A lot of people said it was broke, even though you beat me. They can play me one. Of, they can play <laughs> me in that three point shooter and show me I'm broke. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I guess we could say KB. It's between KB or Derek. I'll take it. I mean, I think you should say he has the best. Look I think he has the best. I mean, it's all, it's all you know. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, nice, subjective. It's nice, but I don't think nobody at the table looks better. Or I can't remember how yours look because we, like we played like together once in like I've the past him. couple months. Mm-hmm. So I can't really. I, think I, about I just it. know how I've seen him play so many times. I just, this is natural. It's like in your nightmares. <laughs> no. <laughs> Robert Fitz as. Do you think Zebo and Tony Allen deserve their jersey retired by? I him? answered yes. him directly on Twitter. Yes. What did you yes. say? I told him F dot U dot C dot K dot capital N O. What? Whoa, no! no. I, I gotta hear this, bro. Because I think I'm Tony all Allen in. Zebo? I'm all in on this. When we talk about, and we know how much I love Tony Allen, we talk about retiring players' jersey, right? Mm-hmm. Think about the retired players who have their jersey retired. Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. They don't fit into that. Larry Bird, Dominique. They don't fit into that caliber of player. They didn't. They just don't. They they were good players, and they did a lot while they were in Memphis, but they didn't win a chance. They did nothing significant. They gave and, that and they are, a name, though. That mm-hmm. name, that name that that field house has, those two players really like made it. That. The grindhouse. That that's they because of Zebo and, and they made it the grindhouse. I mean, I, they, I, I, they did, but hey, I mean, let me ask you this though, because Zebo, I mean, Tony Allen, he he's a good player, but Zebo has more of an impact or had more of a successful career, in my opinion. Uh-huh. Uh, would you rather, if he was to get a jersey retired, would you put it in Sacramento or not Sacramento, uh, Portland or? No, oh, this man. is this is the place. This is the place for yeah, him. I, I would definitely agree. This no, is where he, he turns career around. Is he a retired Jersey caliber player? I, the way I see, okay, so the Memphis Grizzlies have been a thing since two thousand one. Uh, before okay. that, they were Vancouver. Sure. So if you think about the span of of two thousand one to now, these are the two players that that first help out the city of Memphis. I, I'm sure that plays a big part. Two are the reason why this this the the FedEx Forum is considered the grindhouse. And three, this team, I mean, even though they didn't perform to their highest potential, mm-hmm. they got to the point where they were one of the top teams in the league. Can I ask y'all this question? Who, uh-huh. was, who was better in their time with Memphis? Paul Gasol or Zach Randolph? Powell. I mean, wait, no, oh, whoa, that's a mm. – I, I, I actually would have to look at numbers, man. I don't know – because Powell got traded, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, for Mark. And I know he was in Vancouver, but that's still under the Grizzlies. Because these are the first two jerseys Grizzlies have retired. It's, it's Zach Randolph and Tony Allen. The 50 and the 9 are they the first two. They retired it already? They're, they're retiring them this year. Like, so they're having Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Are you serious? I 100%. thought this was a question. I, yeah, no, I, thought, no, I didn't know it's about a thing. that. Yeah, they already said they were. Oh, oh that makes gosh. sense to why they, because that's a weird question. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, especially if you didn't know that. Definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, who, who asked that? Uh, Ryan Fitz. Robert Fitz. My sorry. bad, Robert Fitz. I thought you was asking that question just because. I, I had no idea, so. So my bad about the re- reply I gave. <laughs> well, I, I think I think it's a good thing. I just think I, I think these other two players that probably meant the most. Yeah, Powell's numbers were great. In uh, 2007, he had his highest points per game. He was there for you know seven seasons. Clearly, the only reason that wouldn't happen is because the Lakers would probably try to retire his jersey. You think Powell's numbers gonna get retired, to LA? I mean, I mean what, what? Two rings? Three? How many rings did he win two. in LA? Two. Maybe, yeah. I can see why. He was the second option for a lot of those rings. Yeah, he can probably get his number retired. Yeah, you know the Lakers, they they love their champions. So, I mean, I would guess that the Lakers would try. You think about, like, this, I think this plays a part. When you think about Powell, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Lakers, right? Mm -hmm. You don't think Memphis first. So, you think of Zach Randolph, you think about Memphis. You think about Tony Allen, think about Memphis. I uh, (laughs) kind of think about Memphis for Tony Allen. 
I he won a championship with the Celtics in the Boston, yeah. but even then he Boston. wasn't like a, a he wasn't huge, huge. I mean, he was there for their defensive stop, mm-hmm. but he wasn't. A I know huge what you mean. He wasn't Ray Allen, right? He he wasn't you know the biggest player on their team. Uh, I mean, I personally didn't think they would, but that they are. I'm not mad at it. I mean, I I loved I loved him. You know what? Yeah, I support it. Because now, because that's what it's about. It's about the players who are important. Every player isn't going to win. Every player isn't going to be a legend. But who is important to the city and your franchise? Those people should be rewarded and not forgotten. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I champion it. Congrats to them. Dope. And both of them are no longer there, which kind of sucks. The grindhouse. Yeah, that's why I was so thrown off because they still current players who aren't playing with the yeah, team anymore. Yeah. All right. Y'all want to get into a man? The Pelicans' first game was against the Memphis Grizzlies, I believe. Is it? Maybe they retired that first night then. I could if, be if, wrong. If, if that's the case. Yeah. I mean, Tony Allen damn near cried when he heard about it. Like, he was at practice, and they came up to him and let him know. He damn near cried, you know. And you know, Tony Allen's a tough dude. He's exactly. A, he's a gangbanger. Uh, along with, <laughs> as long as Zach ran up. Yeah, 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 Zach he had got the caught. That boy's trapped. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, when we made Through the Wire, the reason the, the name of this podcast is Through the Wire and not something like The Foul Shot Show, which was a real good option, is because we wanted to talk about more than just basketball sometimes. So, we're getting to the first official question that has Somebody to do with about music, right? Music, yeah. yeah. Um, Mason at... Kansas City Chiefs 27 asked us, what are your favorite albums of all time? Everybody give. I know there's something you got to think about. I'll go first since I already had this on lock. Mm-hmm. My favorite album of all time, I'll give one and two. I already know the answer. Is Danny it. Brown's Triple X. Okay. And, okay, you can guess the second one. MF Doom. MF Doom, Mad Villainy. Yep. Those are my two favorite albums of all time. It's not even close for me. Can I go last so I can really think? Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's yeah. not even close to Yeah, me. I, I have to think about that, bro. Okay, we can come back to I, them. We, you you know what? That's right. what makes these questions the best. The, the first answer that goes off your head is really what's in your heart. So we might as well just answer that. I got Eminem, Marshall Matters, Kanye West. Uh, what is it? Um, Late registration, graduation. Graduate. No, no, no. no, 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 heartbreak, no, no, no. My Twisted, um, Dark Fantasy. Um, he's killing him. Is he talking about uh, early registration? Late registration, college dropout. College dropout, college dropout, (laughs) yeah. College dropout, bro. I don't know why I could not get that out. Yeah. That was a pretty solid. I mean, college dropout. I'm still thinking, man. The only thing that comes to my mind is that, like, uh, because I don't really listen to albums straight through anymore. Yeah, bro. Because I only listen to a song or two, and I'm like, yeah, let me put that on my playlist. Mm -hmm. But only like true album, I was like, I can just listen to that full way through. It's gonna sound weird, but that Wolf by Tyler Creator, I think that's like the best. Yeah, that's dope. That's a that's a real. I love that cover. Yeah, (laughs) both of them. Both of them are really Mm -hmm. dope. Um, and I like Bimmer, but um, I'm 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 an old Mm -hmm. der than y'all. And I'm, 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 that means I'm really older than the, our average listener. But Nas Illmatic. I can sing it. It's up there. I, used to watch, up there I, I really used to listen to that. That's like, top five I know a front back. I'm you know like, what I'm I still, Nas is probably I my favorite I rapper. Got, I never got into that album. You, have you, you tried? tried? I it'll take. It's gonna take a couple. Because remember what he said about Chance the Rapper. He said I, that album was or that mix. Remember he had came oh, out. I said Nas the rap. rap was garbage. Yeah, music has grown you so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, um, coloring book was that way for me. I didn't say it was garbage. I was like, this ain't my feel. But after a couple of listens, I'm like, okay. I was obviously when yeah. I first heard it. I'm like, oh, okay. He was talking about this on like uh, Twitter yesterday. Yeah, I don't. He was talking how coloring book was nothing compared to acid rap. Yeah, I think it's trash. I, I wouldn't. And I think the only reason, see, this is my problem with Chance the Rapper. I'm crazy we get into this. Is that he is such a nice person and does so much positive things that nobody wants to talk bad about him. Nobody wants to say that his music is garbage because he does such you know, tremendous work. People over at Hip Hop Head on Reddit, a lot of people over there hate him. And it's not for him. All, they just like his music-wise, it's subpar. That's what they think. Mm-hmm. They, they can respect he donated a million dollars to the Chicago public schools. And they can respect people don't know, know the how to charity streams and stuff. Yeah. But if your music is garbage, no matter what you do for the community, I have to say your music is garbage because I'm, yeah. I'm a music head. It was only like two songs on the Coloring Book that I thought were good. Like, even my, my, my parents. They don't. They're not like. They're old. They're not hip hop pigs, but they know who Chance the Rapper is. And they support him, and they never heard the entire coloring book. But why do they support him? Because they see what he's doing. They, my mom was talking about that. Oh, Chance, I love Chance the Rapper. My dad was. He commented on something that I was talking bad about Chance the Rapper. Talking about Chance is dope, and neither one of them. I'm, I can guarantee everything I ever earned in my life. 
that they didn't they haven't listed a whole, those whole his whole projects. But because of what he's doing, people don't want to talk bad about his music. I think about it this way, like um, I don't know, like I could not name a single track off Coloring Book, but I can name you. All of the tracks off Acid Rain, mm-hmm. and exactly. I think that plays acid like rap. that. that acid, acid, rap. Rap. Acid, acid Rain, rain is, is a track. track. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's just I don't know. I mean, I, I still respect the hell out of them. I got to see them live at the Riviera. Hey, and me too. I respect them too. I respect them too. But when we talking music and we being music critics and criticizing people's music, which happens to every rapper and every artist who makes music, we have to learn how to you know. Differentiate I, I feel like that sucks for uh, rappers too, or just artists in general, like. You think about acid rap? That was a really good. So anything below that mm-hmm. is not going to seem as good. That's you know how I feel about um, Nas and Illmatic, man. Yeah, that's how a lot of people. That's just the consequence you have. Just- My man's came out. His first album is the best album of all time, maybe. Exactly. And then his second album, Stillmatic, was still pretty good. But when you compare the two, Illmatic is up there. You gonna say Stillmatic's better? Some people, I mean, I, Stillmatic I, is like his fifth album. It's just a follow up to Illmatic. Oh, the second like, album oh, is Illmatic. Chronological yeah. order. Mm-hmm. Okay, my fault. My fault. But you mean the follow up? Follow up album was not. No, I take Illmatic any day. Yeah, Stillmatic was kind of male mainstream, trying to appeal to the masses. Because at that point, felt, you had to have a radio single. That's how I felt about Drake with More Life. Like he, I didn't but he, but he didn't consider that album. That's why he kept calling it a playlist. Oh, well, he should read But I mean, okay, technically it is album, so you could say what you're about to say. Yeah, it, I felt like all his other albums were so good that mm-hmm. when he released that, that it was just garbage. It's not garbage. It, I, I mean, he's, I don't think he's saying it's garbage. I think he's saying compared to what he yeah, that's what, I know, and that's what makes it so hard when, you know, they have these great rappers like that. And that's the same thing with basketball players. Tyreek Evans, rookie year is his best year. Actually, you know what? <laughs> I take that back. I know I got two more albums to add to that list. Okay. I got Good Kid, Mad City. Good Kid, Mad City. It's up there. And uh, To Pimp a Butterfly. So you got two Kendrick track. uh, My other one was um, Carter Three. Lil, uh, Lil Wayne albums are Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Nas, Illmatic, and then Lil Wayne Carter. That gives me a little. So that's that's an album from the 90s, from the 2000s, from the 2010s. Man, damn, damn is a great album. Even though it's yeah. still relatively new, uh, I can damn listen to all the damn. I can listen to damn straight. But um, I like J Cole's second album. His first one was bad, man. Yeah, for for J Cole, I'm a J Cole is my favorite rapper. Uh, for those that's listening, but Hell. that first album was. I don't really listen to it anymore. He he don't even listen to it. You know, Born Center is the second. Born Center, yeah. He only listens to it no more. That's the whole let Nas down thing. You know, mm-hmm. he, he let mainstream get to him, and that's what. Workout is that the name of the song? Workout work for me. He, work? That's that's no, just a trash song. I, I I blame that on Jay Z for trying to get him to do that. But hey, you live and you learn. But there there did there were some benefits to come from that because now he has more fans and he, they can True. go back and listen. To, yeah, he um, did Friday that. Night Lights he did that then, so he doesn't have to do it now. Right. So they can go back and listen to Friday Night Lights and Where, Where Dreams is his worst song ever. Though I hate that song. <laughs> As a J Cole fan, oh Kendrick's other album. Um, are you talking about Section 80? Yeah, Section, Section 80. 80. Section 80, yeah. I can listen to that. Probably his best album. That got so me into Kendrick, best. bro. Me and Mason found that together, and it was it was over from there. That And then that got us onto Absol, J-Rock, and Schoolboy yeah, Q. Yeah, that, that, the same thing happened to me. I, well, not, I got on Kendrick where it was like Kendrick Lamar LP, mm-hmm. I would say, because uh, he had a song called Pussy and Patron. And, but yeah, when I got on Kendrick, I went to Schoolboy Q because he was his hype man. Then Absol... And so for control the system, yeah, control, control system is his only album that's actually good, yeah. man. His other albums, yeah, are bad. exactly. For yeah. him to be such a good rapper, he don't. That is literally his only good, yeah, album. It's, I don't know why. It's kind of sad, and he doesn't sell either. Nobody in that group sells except for Kendrick and, and Schoolboy, Schoolboy Q. Q. J Rock album was okay, but J Rock had J Rock had versus year on Money Trees. Mm-hmm. He did, yeah. I've never heard anybody out rap Kendrick. He did on Money Trees. Y'all want to move on to the next one? Yeah. Zachary asks, we're back to the NBA questions. Um, hashtag asked the wire, you have to make an adjustment to the current NBA. What is it? So a rule or something about the NBA you don't like that you would like to see changed? Uh, I can name that. I can do that right now. Uh-huh. Uh, the age limit. You want them to lower it again back to, yeah, back to high, high school? school. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. If, a, if a team drafts a player and he doesn't become, that's the team's fault. Yeah. It's just that simple. The, the whole idea of having to go to college, 
ish. When somebody wants to give you a job, exactly. And in the regular world, that's you know, if a dude, if he wanted to pay me a, a couple million dollars, just right now, why shouldn't he have the ability to do that? Exactly. It's so stupid. If I had to pick one thing, it would be something that they're actually thinking about now, which is like getting rid of the playoffs. conference when I it comes to the playoffs, dog. I, Why would you do that? I love that idea. The idea of conferences suck. Think about that year that the Phoenix Suns won, like, I think they won four. Oh, I remember, because that's with Dragic, Gerald Green, a lot of my favorite players on that team. They won seven, uh, four, I said 70, 49 games that year mm-hmm. and didn't make the playoffs. But if they were in the Easter Conference, it was a four seed. <laughs> and and it, it would get rid of the whole, well, LeBron is walking to the, to the championship because the Easter Conference is trash if they just seeded it by the best record to the 16th best record mm-hmm. it would just get rid of all of so that. are you so i asked y'all when y'all talking about this in the chat does that mean that east teams can play west teams in the first round of the playoffs yes yes That's conference don't matter whatsoever in the playoffs you can you can have 12 western conference teams if if they have the 12 best you know if they have 12 of the that would make records. that would make everything so much more competitive yes like that's very, exactly what i like, feel but let me ask you this question like LeBron would have to go extra hard to not get matched up with one it's of the good, good West teams. It's all good until your team would be an eighth or seventh seed in the. In well, the my East. team's not going anywhere. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not too worried about the Bulls. I'm not, no, I'm not worried. But I, I just think that that makes it more competitive. We don't have to sit through that series where LeBron dominates the Detroit Pistons four <laughs> zero. Like it's but it's, they aren't my bad. But you earn that right. What you mean? You earn as a one seed. You earn the right to play against a team you can dominate. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that, not gonna that happen. It's be not gonna be as competitive. You're gonna go against the 16 seed if they were still following that. You know that pro. Uh, I would not want to have played a 49 win Phoenix Sun team. Exactly. You don't want to, but I mean, if that if this structures that way, you have no choice. At least it won't be a sweep. And every then I'm, series. Just, I'm yeah. thinking about and, the other shoe on the other foot. If my, if my Knicks can have an opportunity to make the playoffs because they're in the East, I would kind of want that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it. It it's just good. I just think it. I love it for I the competitive. Some of those bottom time, of, some of those bottom seeds are going to be from the West anyway. So exactly. they're going to be good. Exactly. So. so they're going to knock off the teams in the East. Who could it be in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm completely fine with that. If that means we get a more competitive, whatever. I'm an NBA fan be- even before I'm a Bulls fan. If that makes sense, I agree. So if, if the Bulls are the 17th best record team and they don't make it, yeah, I'm gonna be upset. I'm gonna be a little sad. But that's, if that 16th best team deserves it more, let them get it. You feel me? Like I want to see competitive basketball more than I want to see anything else. Because the bad teams in the East aren't as good as the bad teams in the West. Not at all. So I feel like you will see more bad West teams in the playoffs in the East. There are 11 teams, I think. In the West, that could that are fighting, like legitimately fighting for those eight seeds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's seventh, a couple of seven, eight, and six. Yeah, it, it's all it, it's a throw up because we can all come to agree about five or six of those fights are on lock. So yeah, I mean, for, for like I said, from a competition standpoint, I can't I can't disagree. I just can't. So how about y'all? Y'all got anything on, on your mind that y'all would like to see changed? I feel like they should let the game be more physical. So let less fouls, let let yeah. them. I feel buy. like yeah, you gotta let them play. Let them play. Did you see that they uh, they doing that thing where they're not gonna do continuation? They are gonna focus on not calling more continuation fouls because oh, well, they call it the James Harden foul. So that's, that's what they supposed to be doing. What, what do you mean? I don't see why they would take that away. If he don't think, dribble again, he's playing through that contact. I mean, I guess that's just from like so. Say if he drives to the hole and he gets hit on his first you know stride. And then, like, because most people at that point, they stop playing. So I think it's trying to give a benefit to the devil as a defense when he takes that extra, like, just step and just has an easy basket. You know what I'm saying? I, I understand it. It's kind of getting rid of that, that block and foul. So he gets hit on know. his second stride. It's, it's okay. I mean, I think they're just going to do it as more as if it's, he's going up or in the act of shooting in that right way. So oh, in the terms so of, like, they always call it in the act of shooting when somebody's taking their strides. Oh, instead so of opposed to being, you know, doing their actual move to the rim. Or so later. instead of just, like, looking at them fling the shot up. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, some people do just swing the shot up when they're. That's, not that's what I call it. Well, I don't even know what they're talking about that time because you know in the NBA now, like it's kind of what like Kevin Durant did. How like if they feel that contact in the arm, they're just going to shoot the ball. Shoot I don't ball. know what they're yeah. talking that's about. That's James that. Harden. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's James Harden made that a thing. Yeah, I so, feel you. You got anything, Derek, that you would like to see change? I did. I said he said about the contact. I'll make it for more physical. I, I, I can. I mean, I don't really like. I mean, it's kind of hard because you're so adjusted to the traditional basketball. It's hard to just make a change that's going to make that. I mean, I like that conference idea, mm. but I don't know. I mean, they got it. They got it decent right now. 
No, I, I really like the join thing. I feel like it'll just make everything so much more competitive. So much more. There would be no like I'm gonna rest I'm gonna rest my players because the motherfuckers do not want to play the Warriors in the first round. Right. <laughs> like, no, there's ain't gonna be none of that, dude. And then maybe even that'll get it to the point where LeBron is going one hundred percent all season. You know, he got those games where he take off and stuff. That's true. So I think that gives us even a more competitive regular season. And, a more and we can see LeBron hey, playing the West think, team in the first round. So you can also think about it a different way. It's a stretch, but if you think about it, how how easy or how it might make a, uh, a team for LeBron easier if you know that sixteen somehow knocks out that maybe that fourteen or thirteen seed knocks out the Warriors just because they have a better play style that fits against the Warriors. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it might make uh, LeBron or you know just another superstar job easier. He don't got to go against True. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those middle of the pack games though, those those will be really good. I just think about it like the NCAA tournament. You feel me? It, yeah. It'll be great. It's just I would not want to skip a series. I think you know, like even now. I don't watch every series. If I think it's going to be a bad series, I won't. I won't tune in. I'll just check the score periodically. Well, know? I watch all the West series because oh, they're always good. Yeah, you, those you are always about, good. So, change like going back to changing something in the NBA. There's a lot of discussions about it. Would you shorten the regular season? No. I mean, as a basketball, you love watching basketball. I love basketball, but. I know it's a lot of talks that they might actually end up. I think where they're going now is good. Where they're starting the season earlier, yeah. so they get rid of those, you know, those, those back to back. Those not even just that, but like those three games and four nights and stuff yeah. like that. That that's terrible for the. For I the like players. what Charles Barkley said though about this when he said, "Oh, I'm going to pay forty million dollars this year. I can't play back to back games. I feel like that's crazy. Like they're getting paid all that money and they can't I mean, play back to back games. I mean, it's not even it's about- all good, but until somebody t- tears that ACL." Or, you know what I'm saying, the injuries. If you, I mean, if you can make the game easier, why not? I guess I feel like. Why do old people feel like we can't evolve with the time in the game? Why does it have to be their way? I feel like the, he's looking at it that they did it. Why can't these two do it? Because the game is evolving. What's wrong with it change? Like I don't understand why old Even people, if they don't shorten it, they're still elongating the process. So I don't want them to shorten it because then you well, – uh, what if a player is hurt for half of the year? He yeah. gets that second half of the season to come back. Mm-hmm. A team gets a chance to turn around in a year. When you shorten it, those opportunities aren't there anymore. So, I'm thinking about it. Um, the, the the bad thing about, I think, shortening the league is then all the numbers are skewed. You know? True. Almost every, every team, I mean, every season in NBA history has almost been 82 games, True. except for when it first, you know, became a thing. So, if you change it to 60 games... LeBron is not going to be number one in all-time scoring because he's got, you know, 20 less games a season. Exactly. You feel me? So yep. that that part, I, I, I'm okay with it being 62, I mean, 82 games or whatever, but we can make it where we, maybe we get rid of the four, the three games of four nights. And I think they actually did that, but, like, yeah. I, I like the way it's going. Mm-hmm. Me too. Is, is basketball the easiest sport to follow out of the top three? Football, baseball, basketball. Is basketball yeah, the yeah, easiest to easily. come? Yeah. I could not keep up with easily. football at all. I had to just – They got 50-man rosters. Yeah. Baseball has 162 games, and they, they have 40-man rosters. So, Okay, I thought somebody was going to say no. I think so, too. <laughs> you think about, like, the NFL – People careers end up being like three, four years, and then you got there's a turnaround there. In baseball, you got to worry about the main minors, team, and then the minors too. Well, basketball, you got what fifteen players on the you team, have and three play- minor <laughs> leaguers being traded for like it's just crazy. Yeah, it's it, it, basketball may be the easiest, but even I still think it's the most fun to follow. Definitely, yeah. Orion the Beast, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. Ask, what do you guys like together? Like, what do you do together when you're off the camera? That's so, what, yeah, but even deeper than that, like when we're hanging out, what what type of stuff do we do, or who, t- what type of people are we? Because honestly, I would say I'm not playing a character when I'm doing this stuff. But this, I don't. This is not how I sound 100 percent of the day. Uh-huh. I'm not thinking or talking basketball 100 percent of the day. So they're asking like, outside of this basketball podcast, the YouTube stuff, what are y'all like and what are y'all doing? Girls. Come on. That, he said hey, that, but the way, the, boat. He, the way he said it, it sounded like we was 14. <laughs> <laughs> but like that right 14. there, I'm glad he did because that shows them exactly. That's, what Derek, that's, that's, what Derek, that's did. Derek for you. I like, mean, we I, talk about girls like literally all, yeah, all day. That is, that is so, true. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, hey, besides, I mean, it might be kind of obvious, but we all we all play the game. We all talk to each other. 2K. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're on 2K. Um, 
Pierre, Pierre's kind of out here because like we're us three. The other, other than Pierre at the table, we have been like real close homies since freshman year. Exactly. And even them go a little deeper than that. But Pierre is my first cousin. We went to school together, and he's in our group. You know, like we we we're gonna live together in a couple months. You know, yeah. so Pierre's um, a little out on that. Am I two years older than y'all? Yes. Maybe three. How do you, well, well, me and Derek just when turned When I was 21. a junior, y'all, I wasn't a senior and y'all was freshmen. Yeah, you were a junior. You were a junior when you were okay, freshmen. So yeah. Pierre's two so yeah, years old. So, yeah, he, he's explaining it right. So, I'm like one foot in, one foot out because. Basketball season is finally back. And you know what that means. It's time to put your basketball knowledge to the test with one-day fantasy basketball at DraftKings. DraftKings is giving away over $400 million in prizes this season. That's more than 10 times what Los Angeles is paying the king himself. No matter what your skill level is. There's a contest waiting for you at DraftKings. Draft your team is simple. Just select eight players and stay under the $50,000 salary cap. Earn points when your players score, assist, block, rebound, and more. The best part is you get to draft a new team every day without any commitment. There's no better way to turn your love of basketball into cash. Download the app or head over to DraftKings.com now and use my code BACKBOARD to support the show and play free with your first deposit. And remember... There'll be $400 million in total prizes up for grabs throughout the season. That's code BACKBOARD to play for free with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit eligible restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. They cool. They like the little homies. So they cool, but then at the same time, they like younger. So when I turned 21, y'all was probably like, what, 17? I mean, 18? So it's like a disconnect in some way. But at the same time, I'm still in the group chat every day, still in the Snapchat thing. But, like, as far as, like, hanging out on a daily basis, I probably won't be at every single thing that they right. do. First of all, I've been living in this apartment since April. Your first time coming here was when we recorded that podcast, like, exactly. last month. Exactly. And the other guys, they were here almost a couple times yeah, a week. Yeah, I was supposed I to come a, few, a couple of those times, but... Sometimes you'd be like, man, I'm okay. You know what I'm saying? Because some of the stuff y'all be talking about, it, you know, I'd be like, I'm, I'm, I'm cool on that tonight. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we like to. If have I had to basically. explain every, all three of y'all, Mike is kind of Mike is laid back, but he definitely has a very, very goofy, funny side to him. True, true. I don't, I don't feel like a lot of people that know Mike. Know that about him? Yeah, you won't get that exactly. You from have the to podcast. know exactly. Yeah. I've had him. people tell me that, like. This girl I used to work with, her name Miracle. She was like, "That dude is weird." She was on mic. She was like, "He's real." He, <laughs> she, said that, she said that he was weird and all quiet and he don't talk. Exactly. Like, like, see what I'm saying? <laughs> he would come off like that, yeah. but then once you know what I'm saying, when you uh, get into it, he into it. Derek, from people who are outside looking in, I think they probably would think Derek is just some big, scary. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, dude, but I, I, Derek I is really the exact opposite. Derek is the exact opposite of what he even appears to be. He is like a he. Derek a little he he like a big six four big dude, but he really like a little. Um, I don't want to call him soft, but he, yeah, he kind of like a softy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Contrail Contrail is hilarious to me when he's not even trying to be. Thank you. Because we me and me and Mike have talked about this since we was all in high school and how his phases. Remember like he had the vinyl collection. Oh, yeah. I still collect the, vinyl to this day. Into by the, the way. thrifting, which he probably still does. I still into thrifting. So it it's just be funny little phases he'd be going through. But um, he just picks up new hobbies. I think he All the time. I'm trying to find myself, you know, you gotta get into no, stuff. No, no, I'm not saying it's a like. bad thing, but yeah, if I'm explaining you, I would definitely explain that. You have to be prepared for Contrail. The next time, you, every time you talk to Contrail, especially if it's been like That's like a decent amount of time, a decent amount of time, expecting to be into something new. You know, I'm just trying to find myself in this world. I got a lot of free time. Like y'all all have jobs, y'all work and stuff. And my job is sitting in my apartment making videos. So like, no, same I gotta, thing. I got a lot of free time too. That's why I'm glad we doing this podcast. The YouTube about to come. I'm managing Flex, so it's, my time is kind of being. Confused. Oh yeah, so Pierre's also a music manager for an artist named Flex. Um, so outside of the podcast, that's that's what he does. So I got a question from Nicholas Pampina. A simple question here: Who's your favorite NBA player? Do y'all want to do current or just all time? We could do all time. I don't even have a favorite player, bro. My favorite player changes like almost daily. I got a. I got two, Damian Lillard, Jimmy Butler. They already know that. that I, those are the two people I rock with all the time. I got a favorite player of all time, and then I got like a group of favorite players. My favorite player of all time, Penny Hardaway. 
Um, my, my currents, I have five. Lonzo Ball, he going to laugh because they all kind of are light-skinned. Lonzo Ball, Ben Simmons, Zach Levine, Paul George, Chris Dasperzingis. I mean, y'all can probably guess my all-time favorite player, right? Kobe. Kobe. But if I had to pick someone right now, actually, I'm, I'm going to give you two more. I don't know why. I just love Brandon Knight. I, I don't know. Yeah, he, I don't know why. I don't, I don't know why either, but I just love his he's, game. He's, Even though he, he's been hurt for so long, but I, I just love like Brandon Knight. He's not doing anything special. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I just like his game. Maybe I like what he's been through, and I feel similar. What has he been through? Just hey. getting humiliated on the court? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you've been through similar. <laughs> he, he plays his game no matter what. You know, I mean, that's his job, but he does what he does. He don't let things get to him. And my third player, Cantrell Mylett, he's not even in the league no more, so... Andrew Bynum was one of my favorite players, bro. Yeah. You like a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> right now, if I had to pick somebody my favorite player, it would probably be Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert? And that's I why I agree. I would agree because this guy likes him. What's your, who's your favorite team to watch? Los Angeles Lakers. This year, I'm going to be really into the Nuggets. At least I feel like they're going to be great. I was going to say that, too, because yeah. I like Jokic a lot. But I, like, I think the Lakers are a good first-half team. My team's the one. I love watching Portland and the Warriors play. Even though the Warriors always win. I, I don't like those. watching the Warriors play. It's, it's, a, it's always fun for me, too, yeah. No, I just want, like, matchup-wise, I like watching the Warriors play the Blazers. Even though, oh, okay. like, I don't know. Those games oh, are always exciting. Against each other. Okay. Yeah, those games are exciting to me. Mm. Bulls Cavs also was up there, but oh, now, yeah, yeah, now, yeah. now it's garbage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. The Bulls always got LeBron numbers, so maybe somehow we still beat them this season. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to pick, I'd say the Lakers. And, you know, I think I always got to thank God that the Lakers always play at, like, 9 o'clock. Cause that, That's why they, I like them. They, exactly. they always on because they play late. Prime time television. And I like the court. When it's, and, like, I was to bright. be honest, I don't really have no preference anymore, but if I had to go back, I would probably just say the Derrick Rose era of the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. And that was definitely True. a team to watch. Yeah. I got a question from Corbin Goodard at SeaGod99. Um, who is the greatest player born outside the U.S.? And be careful when you answer that because your first answer, we all know what our first answer is, but it's some guys who were not born U.S. Mm-hmm. I still got Dirk. I don't care who else is on that list. Dirk okay. is the best That's, player. That was, my, that was my answer. But then I Googled it and I looked at a list and I see Akeem Elijahwan. Akeem Elijahwan, yeah. I'll say Kobe. Kobe's Patrick Ewing. Kobe Counts. He's born in Italy. He was born in Philly. Oh, he was born in Philly? He was born in Philly, but he, ra- he was raised in when he was like three years old or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he was oh, born in Philly. Kobe not on his list. Oh, well. I still got Dirk. I don't care who else is on the list. If MJ's not on the list, I got Dirk. I got a, is Tim Duncan on him? Can, Tim Duncan works. I mean, oh. technically it is... It is part of the U.S., but it's not the United yeah, States. Yeah, it's not on his list. Yeah, it's not the United States of America, but it's like a U.S. territory. This is his question. Is born outside the U.S. Uh, I'm I, going Dirk. I'm going go Dirk. Dirk. I'm, I'm going Dirk. Dirk. I mean, I'm going Dirk as well. The greatest player, I feel like if if we just say the greatest player, then everybody's going to have the same answer. I mean, if you look at the list, Dirk is probably the best. I mean, I'll say Dirk, but my favorite player from outside of the U.S. is Steve Nash. Okay, that works. That works. That's on. He's on the list. Mar- at, at Martin underscore Gross ninety nine. That is actually very funny name. I don't know if that's his actual name or if he's playing Marty Gross, but it's like Marty, Marty Gross. Gross. Yeah. Mm, that's yeah. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, o- most overrated and underrated players. Listen, he's going to say Rudy Gobert. <laughs> may- maybe I was thinking about overrated to start off with. Mm-mm. So. Let's have this talk. Bleacher Report dropped their top 100 players. And he was above Harden. Yes, he was. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about him. Because mm-hmm. I don't think he's overrated. I think he's fine where he is. Mm-hmm. But a player that was top, that was over so many players that I personally think is better than him is Chris Middleton. Yeah. He's good. I, he's good. Don't get me wrong. I looked at that, too. And oh, I'm my pretty, gosh. You're right. Yeah, you know who they so had? High? He's so high. I'm pretty sure they had. I don't know if it might. He might have been one below, but he was right next to Dwayne Wade. And Dwayne Wade was ranked in the 90s. Wait, who? Dwayne Wade. I, I don't Chris know. Middleton? Yeah, yeah. No, they had Chris Middleton as like a top 20 player. Yeah, Chris what, Middleton. Are you talking about that one? Which one was this? He, this is the one that Bleacher just dropped report. a couple days ago. But Chris, out of all, because remember, we, we went over these lists. Yeah, he, they released a new list. They released a new Bleacher But we released their list. They did, yeah. but we, we've we looked at every list as yes, a podcast. Uh-huh. I don't think Chris Middleton has ever been outside of the top 35. Yeah, they always got him super, they gotta super be one. I think Derek said he had like the best plus, plus, plus minus. In yeah, that just may be it, bro. He has the best plus minus in the Eastern Conference besides LeBron James. Wow. 
You didn't know but that? he didn't play last year, so I didn't know. No, but when I he was, was yeah, but when he was playing, his team was that much better. That, okay, that because makes they, have, a, that they don't have him to shoot him, so I guess yeah. Okay, but see, they got him at thirty four. 34, best player in the league. Right behind him, Eric Bledsoe, DeMar DeRozan. Otto Porter's too high, I think. Jay Crowder was kind of high. Isaiah Thomas is at 39. Uh, Gordon Drogic is at 40. Hassan White's at 40. Chris Middleton is not better than Gordon Drogic or Hassan White. I'm just saying, yeah, I think he's too high. And that's not saying he's a bad player. He's just too high. So you would take Chris Middleton? Anybody up here would take Chris Middleton over DeMar DeRozan? I would not, no. I would say no to that question. No. No, not at all. Most overrated player. My most overrated player. Player is DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> I don't know why. I I don't. I you don't know like, why he's no 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 no. I do. I feel like he's not efficient scoring wise. Mm-hmm. He shot what thirty nine percent from the field. He's pretty much getting all his points at the line. You don't foul him. You pretty much eliminate his game. Um, I feel like Jimmy outplayed him every time they played against each other. Um, they got Jimmy ranked as number eight in the league. By the way. So and, and I just feel like there's better yeah, two guards. There's better two guards out there. Then. Are you talking to me or are you answering the question? Because you bring in Jimmy Butler, I don't have nothing to do. I don't know. I'm not. I'm just saying. <laughs> you, you look at me while I'm you just say saying. I'm thing. just saying Jimmy Butler. Oh, okay. Because I don't have no problem with you saying Demar Derozan. I don't know. I feel like Demar Derozan. He, he has is no over. significance to me except that my and, most overrated player is his teammate. No, I feel Kyle like Larry, the, the Cavs. Like the Cavs exposed Derozan in the playoffs last year. They, they, pretty much, they pretty much took him out of the game completely. And I feel like if he was as good as they say he is. Did they expose him or did they expose his team? Because I've seen a lot of trapping and double teaming. Yeah, they would expose it, his his teammates more than him. Well. Because if, you, if you're trapping one player and double double teaming and sending two players at one guy, that somebody's open and somebody's not trusted. That's the thing about those teams that have just two like main ball handles like the modern rule if like if one of them having a bad game and you like they depend their team depends mm-hmm. on them mm-hmm. it's kind of hard that's why like that Russell Westbrook situation if he plays bad nobody else is going to step up and make any impact true so you can say understand why they they keep those same teams every year they don't yeah, try to so, like move. it's not always that that player gets shut down it's just well I mean if they it's hard to shut down Russell Westbrook mm-hmm. but if you slow him down at any point you're slowing down the whole team the whole team exactly so I don't know. But, yeah, my most overrated player will be Kyle Lowry. Just my most underrated player is Damian Lillard. Please don't stop. We didn't even get to underrated yet. Please stop. Oh, we can come back to that. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, I didn't say underrated. Did you say you're overrated? No, I didn't. I mean, I don't really have any overrated players. I really don't. Yeah, I can't say who the most, but I personally think Kyle Lowry doesn't. In this in this generation of point guards and today's we have, he doesn't compare. I don't have to say nothing about statistics or anything. He just doesn't compare. I could name almost probably 10. Like, is Kyle Lowry that much better? Or if, is he better than Gordon Drogic? I think he's better. By how much? I I, I don't know. I, I just don't like making <laughs> players to start off with. Um, I don't know, man. Because then you got, there's so many factors that go into ranking players. How much their team matters. Yeah, a lot of people ask me questions about the list. I, I told them. I'm like, no, yeah, thanks. that's why I didn't even want to bring it up until we got to this question. It's just. Y'all want to move on to over, underrated? Underrated. You never said overrated player. Or like I said, I really don't really. Have I said overrated. Cool. You, you said, said Chris, Chris Middleton. Middleton. I said Chris right. Middleton. Middleton. Okay. Yeah, really so give me an underrated player then. I'm underrated. It's not that he plays bad, or like I mean he plays so well that it sticks out. But I think uh, Vucevic, the team he's on, it Does just it. doesn't work for him. Yeah. So he's overlooked most of the time because he's putting up he's putting up crazy numbers. He he's can, a walking double double. Yeah. Busevich? Yeah. Busevich. So that's your underrated. Yeah, mm-hmm. mine's, mine's Dame Dollar. I don't think anybody underrates him. They're we know sleep, he's Everybody's great. sleeping on him. Everybody's sleeping that on him. Maybe Dame four Dame. years ago. No. Yeah, everybody knows that he's great. We that's all know he's great. I feel like when y'all talk about the best point guards in the league, he is not in the discussion. He's like number seven. Not no. Higher. He's not who is he? I'm putting him above Kyrie Irving. Okay, sure. He's, Dame, Even if you put him over Kyrie, it's still six other guys. Who who is who he else did. are y'all saying better than him besides Steph? Tell me who you're you're saying he's better than. How about that? I'm taking him over Chris you. Paul too. I wouldn't do that. I, I would. I wouldn't either. I feel like I don't know. I feel like at this time and age is you got to go with him. I I don't think he's underrated. There, I think we all agree that he's great. I feel like he, I don't think I like any All Star player is underrated. I feel like he is looked over. That's why he did not make the looked over and underrated. Are two hey, different hey, things. hey, I got another underrated player. Uh-huh. 
He's not, I mean, everybody knows what he does, but it's hard to find another player like him, a Nick Batum. No all-star appearances, nothing, but you're not going to find it. No, there's no team in the NBA that couldn't use a Nick Batum player. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got into a debate with somebody over there at work, and he thought Nick Batum was garbage, and I was trying to tell him that the dude can go ahead and get a triple-double. <laughs> when people say dumb stuff like that, you just got to call him a casual. That is the what did he say? I, the, I was thinking the, about the, the dude. The dude at work said Nick Batum was garbage. Just think, yeah. just think he about said it. That he couldn't start on no other team in the league besides the team that he was on. Yeah, dude. You should have walked away. From yeah, I want to say shoot that conversation. Just think about that Portland team if they stayed together with Damian Lillard, Wesley, Nick Batum, and Marcus, and they could have added a centerpiece eventually. Eh. They had broke injuries. What do you mean? I mean, no, they had Robin. Robin. Yeah, yeah I, don't know, Robin. I don't know why I said Brooke. My most underrated player is Zach Levine. Uh, I just think people really classify him too much as a dunker. And uh, if you really watch him, you will see there's more layers to his game. Yeah, he has a nice hand. To be honest. He can, get, he can create his own shot. To be honest, there's a couple underrated Knicks players because they, they used to play in the triangle offense. Remember the stats <laughs> they put up in the triangle offense? That makes them underrated. No. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of people like, man, G. Rose is hooping as if he didn't do anything last year. So, I mean, yeah. it proves my point. Yeah. He, but in the game that they say he's hooping in, it's the same numbers he did with the Knicks. Like yeah. he had a 19 point game, three rebounds, like three assists, and people were like he hooping. He he averaged that last year. You know, you know what's funny? How we talked about that music thing. Like once you put up such a good you know uh, right. piece of art, that works with almost any sports though. Because like Derrick Rose had that. Like unless Derrick Rose putting up the no goes back to MVP Derrick Rose. Anything he's really doing. You're going to still think it's a par. Same thing why Dwight Howard goes like, he's not going to ever put up the numbers they used to, but he still puts up, you know, he's probably going to be an all-star this season in the East. I don't think so. I don't in think the he's East? ever getting back there. Mm-mm. In the East? I, I don't mean, think so. I don't know. Just I, the I think if Finn is over him, that didn't make, Hassan White side will probably make it. If Joel Embiid is healthy, he'll get it over him. I don't think, no, nah, I don't think he'll get back there. It's, just say it's Porzingis. potential. But he's never going to, like, does he ever put up bad, terrible numbers? No, but from what I've read, he's a cancer to the locker room. That, that's true. That is. They true. said that the Atlanta now, Hawks they they wanted cheered. him gone. They, they cheered yeah. when they found out he got traded. The players. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I was wondering why he they traded from traded him for pretty much for nothing. Bombs. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, I was like, that was and it happened so randomly. They said because like they said like he would be in the locker room telling everybody, you know, go hard. Like this ain't no joke. But he would go and out then, there and play subpar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they just didn't like it. And this, I think it was just because. I mean, he like wanted more I, touches, even though he had like the second highest amount of touches on the team, or something yeah. like that. It's just I don't know. As far as underrated, I guess Pierre guessed it. I, I would pick Rudy. This is his year, man. I'm telling y'all, don't sleep on my boy Rudy Gobert, Defensive Player of the Year, leading his team to the playoffs. His team to the playoffs, number two or number three center in the league. I'm not trying to hit nothing less. He is the number two or number three center in the league, and that's how it's gonna go. Maybe Cat Williams. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I swear I made that mistake before. I kept saying Cat Williams. Did, yeah, I remember that. I made that mistake. Cat, uh huh. Demarcus Cousins. That, that may be it. Nikola Jokic. No. Wow. I mean, I think Nikola Jokic. He's he's a defensive liability. Extreme yes. defensive liability. Rudy Gobert is not an offensive focal point. Don't sleep. He's Watch not him an this offensive. year. Focal point. Watch him this year. I've never seen him catch the ball on the block and go to work. Most of his points are like off oops and just that's watch their, him. That's watch him this job year. To do that though. And you guys will be amazed. That's why. How is he playing with someone like Derrick Favors and not have a back to the basket game? Because dude, I mean, Derrick Favors doesn't even start. They had Joe at the four, Joe Johnson at the four, and and uh, no, I'm just saying. Like I feel like with him practicing with him and everything, someone who oh, can like play he, down yeah. Leah, I feel like he should they have always that work Don't sleep. We can just be quick with these next two. I just want to get these out because I told them I would. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, <laughs> Porzingad and phase up at Porzingad. Um, not knowing how good Lonzo is going to be, who would you choose, Porzingis or Lonzo, to build a team? Porzingis. Porzingis. Just from what we know now, Porzingis. I, even I would just pick Porzingis. Um Porzingis. Sure. Um, Connor Easterday, Go Magic 2, at Go Magic 2, do you think that's the, the homie, by the way? The 2017 2018 Warriors could beat the 95, 96, 72, and 10 Bulls team in a best of series series? Sure. Yep. It's up to us. The play style, the it's play style really. really. Yeah. I, I hate those type of questions, to be honest with you, because that team is 30 years old now. I mean, I mean you know, 20 years old, we can't really compare. Michael Graby 
Ed Michael underscore Graby. Um, do you guys think Kobe is a top five player of all time? No. Unfortunately, I much as I love Kobe, him and Penny are probably my favorite two players of all time. No. But is he a top five shooting guard of all time? Number two. He, he, number two. What you thinking, Mike? Kobe fan. <laughs> Hey, I don't feel like going through nothing right now. I, I can argue probably for the rest of the day, but I'm gonna say no. Okay, no. Okay. Um, do you rank Prime the uh the art of rap at Isaac Troll underscore Trolls with a Z? Don't troll. Don't troll us. Do you rank Prime D Wade or Prime Allen Iverson for the third best shooting guard spot of all time? Wade. D Wade. I'm going to go with Allen Iverson. <laughs> I love it. I just love watching Allen Iverson, uh, Iverson play. So I'm going to go with yeah. Man, Dwayne Wave is another monster. I don't, dog. That has been episode seven of Through the Wire. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, all of our Twitter names will be in the description of the podcast. So go ahead, follow all of us and the official page where you can ask us questions for the next hashtag Ask the Wire. Y'all got anything else to say before we end it? A week from today, I will be recording my first video well will i <laughs> i think it's gonna be the, i think it's gonna be my first video that i put, actually put out i'm gonna i'm gonna try to get them a little behind the scenes of the, the podcast That's so dope. we yeah. can make it happen there we go from me at least thank y'all for the support as always uh keep sending the questions uh-huh. but what what's it has? hashtag ask the wire yeah you was had uh hashtag ask the wire so i can know what's for the podcast and what's just for me to have a twitter conversation with you about uh Thanks again for the support. Holla at y'all next week.